0: S-Medical Expo can 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome, it's your Outspoken boys, your favorite day of the week on Sunday. Your favorite, that's right. I want to say, Mm -hmm. if any show is the epitome of why we say it's a hot mess Sunday... You're it is welcome. Today. It's today, today, and you know what? The best time to have uh, a new show host come in to shadow us is on a Sunday like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I, I'll tell you. We already had planned today a lot of guests. We
0: did. Uh, we first of all, uh, we'll be talking to Sherry Vine today. Yeah, uh, Sherry Vine, and that's exciting. Uh, we also had two spotlights essentially planned for today. Yeah. Um, Michael Mamano, Michael and Momano and then Caitlin from Lawrence, yeah. uh, Forty Second Street, and then so the news comes out this week uh, on like Friday, just a few days, just ago. a few days ago, that Bernie Sanders is of course coming to Spokane. So all right. of us are flipping out. Um, yeah,
1: and so of course we go thinking, well, you know, we'll just ask him to be on. Right, show. exactly.
0: We're gonna go, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I love that we think that hey, we'll just yeah, ask him to like, see happens. Of course, he's gonna. We're gonna be right, top of the list. Uh, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, not him. In person, but yeah. we did get a hold of someone on his campaign team, yeah. Uh, one of his LGBT uh, liaisons, uh, which is a big it, deal, which is huge, for us. yeah. And so she's going to be calling in uh, also to talk to us. So we have four guests really right. today. And so that's, we <laughs> have
1: like five minutes to breathe through each one. We decided right, between right. guests, we're just going to say hi and hi, then yeah. move on. <laughs> the it's gonna it's
0: basically it. going to be hey, welcome back. Here's another person. So
1: to all those people who are like you boys talk too much, this is your show. Hey. This is the one you've you've waited We will be
0: talking less. It's kind of interesting and stressful.
1: Well, here's the thing. We do have enough time for a check-in. We do. First of all, you and I will be standing in line for hours at Bernie. As soon
0: as we get off air we're yeah. walking across the street and standing in line to see bernie yeah and that's, we will stand done. so it starts at six yep. we'll be
1: there f- about four hours and i'm fine with that that's, that's amazing So i'm gonna stand in line whether they let us in or not and you
0: know what you and i were probably gonna get lunch or coffee after this anyway right. so now it we're was, just gonna have just it in our thing. pockets and eat also
1: and if you've ever been to an event with the boys you know that we're just gonna put on our own show yeah. before bernie so we're yes. his opening act yeah so um, to everybody in line with us you're welcome. Yeah. Sorry, and you're welcome. Yeah. Really? Well, political nerds, we're freaking. Oh, we're freaking. So this it. is a great love idea. It. We had to rearrange everything mm-hmm. today and after the show. Um, but that's going to be fun. So if you have a chance, and you would like to hear, uh, uh, you know, someone who wants to be our next pres- Democratic presidential candidate, it's this is something you don't always get the opportunity to right. do.
0: Right. Yeah. And It's amazing.
1: I, I was telling and you, the better? last time I did this was when Howard Dean chose to come to Spokane. Mm-hmm. and I, And that was... What twenty years ago? I know it was a long time ago. Sure. Um, and now you know whether you agree or disagree, it's still a once in a lifetime. A lot of for a lot of us, amazing. Yeah, to see a presidential. And you know what? We don't
0: like you said. We don't get. We don't get blessed by a lot of presidential uh, Mm -mm. candidates here Mm -hmm. in Spokane. No, we don't. So it's 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 exciting in and of itself. So it's six
1: o'clock. Um, the venue, which is where is it down? It's at at the convention center. Only holds just under fifteen hundred people. Yeah. So it's not. I don't. Huge. I mean, Bernie draws Correct. thousands yeah. mm-hmm. too, so it's going to be small. So, you know, I'm sure they'll get will be there early. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you, and I are going to be in line at two for uh, yeah. four hours. We we're fine with we that. The event, I don't know when the event starts because the doors open at six. The right. event's probably going to start closer to
1: seven or eight. And who knows? It's you know, we're ready happens. for that. So we're excited. Go. You can go down there to see Bernie and then mm-hmm. maybe say hi to the boys if you see. Yeah, we love to in see the him. crowd. Other things this week, I just want to say out mm-hmm. there that i went roller skating <laughs> and you apparently loved it <laughs> for the first time in 20 years it's a little different when yeah. you're 20 years older but it yeah. was so much fun i mean like i hurt all over afterwards i had to take a leave it was bad wow so and so and then Rough. Eric, who I went with mm-hmm. you know he does i mean he's good at roller skating and even he was hurting so but you know what it was so much fun such good exercise yeah it tricked me. I had fun and I got exercise. That's a perfect way to get exercise. Well,
0: you should go all the time um, That's the goal. Right. There you this go. This
1: is how... This is my guy though. Mm-hmm. He so loves roller skating that he owns his own pair of wow. roller skates. So he is hardcore. Wow. And I support that. I support things that he loves. So... Be doing that a lot, but I texted you and you're like, Wait, does this mean you're gonna make me do it? Yeah. And I was like, Yes. I, yes, I it saw does. that coming. I it's saw happening. It coming. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna make you you and Cole, we're gonna oh, put you yeah. out on, Cole wheels on your feet. Cole will love that and he
0: will love that. So See?
1: Much. It's fun. Good. So how's your <laughs> how's your week
0: week? My week was great. a uh, lot it was a really busy week. It's it's uh, spring break for a lot of people, so a lot of my friends are visiting. Oh, that's right. um, so I had a lot of visiting with uh, older friends and that's that was fun. Um, but it's you know it was my finals week. So oh. it was stressful because I had to balance the two. Uh, anyways,
1: lots of things going on in your life on top of right. this show and then final. I, you right. know people it's- forget that you this is your senior year. This
0: is yes. I have. Of college I not in high school. August. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it's coming. And exciting. you're smarty. Um, I like to think so. I yeah. hope so. Uh, we'll are. see if the tests think I'm so or not. I think uh, you're going to you be know. great. Um, but
1: That's exciting. Do you think you nailed it?
0: I think I did. I think I nailed two of them, and one of them I don't know. I I will, <laughs> one of them. Somebody I will knows. cross my fingers. There's a thing though. I kind of wanted to mention. Um, That I discovered this week because there was a period of time, uh, probably two hours, where I was relatively unoccupied, which was new for me. Um, I don't know what it's like to have some free time. Uh, So I was like, (laughs) what am I going to do with this? Uh, And I wasn't at home, so I couldn't read my book. And I downloaded this app called Shuffle My Life. And here's the thing: I'm the kind of person that I like to get rid of useless apps because they're just kind of right. in the way. You know me. I one email. If there's more than one email, I get too crazy. I, I know don't like you it. get overwhelmed. I like to. And then you con- like get really, exactly. really
1: snarky. Yeah,
0: I do. I like it simplified. So I'm mm-hmm. not a big fan of like downloading an app just to help you do right. something I'll never ever do. But this is amazing. So you go on there and you have 30 minutes of time that you know you don't know what to do and. You go there, and it suggests things for you to do. My suggestion was, uh, this is going to take 30 minutes. Take all 30 minutes to do this. Make a little short film with your your, with your camera. Did you do it? I did. Uh. I made a little nature video. It was, I, I'll post it later. Yeah. It was a little video, uh, a lot like you know uh, those TV shows where they're like, we're climbing Mount Everest, but I was yeah. just in a park. So <laughs> I'm trekking across the park. <laughs> I um,
1: love that. Okay, we have to put it on. It's very the We very have to fun. put it on the Facebook page. Yeah, it'll
0: just, tell you like read a book you've never read, play a video game in the genre beginning with Y. Random stuff. Is and it you ever going to gonna just do make a... me
1: exercise when I don't want to? It might. Because if that's a it thing, might. I don't know if I'll do it. It might it. say <laughs>
0: something like go <laughs> take a walk. Or I like, like walking. Or like go take a bike ride in a new park. Some, you know, it mm. it really does mm. branch you out to a lot of new things. It's well,
1: really fun. quick before we get into the crazy, you mentioned bike ride. We do want to remind everybody. That we're doing the American Diabetes Association Tour de Cure in May, mm-hmm. um, and it's a 25-mile bike ride. That's, that is the one we're doing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I would like, like, if you're a, a hot firefighter out there, EMT, I need a bunch of those around me because <laughs> at any time, I could go down. But, well, also um, for motivation. Well, yeah, it is. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Which we learned last year when we did a 5K for the American Brain yeah. Tumor Association. Yeah. Anytime we went training, anytime there was, like, I was dying, yeah. anytime a hot guy would run by, I was like, yeah. like <laughs> I, was the, I was just running you, faster than ever. Twice I looked like as I had fast. never you been. You passed yeah. me at one point. I'm like, right? what is this? It is amazing huh. what motivates me. Yeah. That's, I just, that's pretty I great. I just want you to know. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, That's a thing.
0: We are...
1: Who's who's our first guest, Jonathan? Our first guest is going to be actually a filmmaker. He has a Kickstarter project with a very interesting... I call it Degrassi the Gay Years. It's just... Uh, we're going to have him explain it. It's called True Colors. He is the writer and director. His name is Michael Momano. Yeah. That's going to be exciting. First of all, you can actually see the trailer online. It's an amazing idea and concept. Uh, and I love that he wants to say this. It speaks to the year I graduated. Yeah, it's talking yeah. about what it's like for high school students to come out in the 90s, and it takes place in 1993, mm-hmm. and that's the year I graduated. Mm-hmm. You weren't here yet. I was not. Uh, you no. weren't. So there's going to be really educational was it for you. Was it in the tunnel, 1993? Right, tunnel? The, yeah. in the tunnel. Yeah, there you go. Um, so this is going to be, I think, a lot of fun. He's got a lot of good things to say, and we're going to point you in the direction of the trailer and the Kickstarter campaign, because mm-hmm. there's 11 days left. Um, So we really want... To help him fund it. So we're going to have him tell us us that. So we're excited. He reached out to us, and we're more than happy to kind of spotlight that. And then, of course, the main guest sherry vine herself if you i'm seriously you get you don't get your gay card back if you have not seen any of the number and of sherry vine sh- oh the parodies. videos her parodies of They're popular hilarious. songs adele's hello madonna's yeah. four minutes she
0: does every probably every
1: single lady gaga i mean yeah. you know and you she has 14 million it. viewers oh she's amazing 14 million viewers on yeah. youtube she went ahead and launched her own network yeah, Because so I pretty much, up. you know, we have the RuPaul Network, or mm-hmm. also known as Logo. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> basically, if you're a drag queen, TV. you just take over. Because yes. always entertaining. Mm-hmm. But And she doesn't have FCC re- regulations because she's doing it online. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where Ru has those boundaries. Right. Right. Um, Sherry doesn't. Sher- so. No, she can do Hopefully whatever she has. She wants. Those boundaries on our show. She will but, have to. Yeah, we right. also have a dump button. We, we are do.
0: Going to be very liberal with today.
1: And then, of course, Sarah Scanlon, like you mentioned, and mm-hmm. then Kate and Lawrence, who is an actress, bringing Forty Second Street to Spokane. So uh, this weekend,
0: everything. It's a. It's a really big dish. It's Thanksgiving here. Uh, our dish is full. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Outspoken March. Man. Yeah. <laughs> in March. Um, we are going to take a quick song break here, uh, and then when we come back, we'll begin with that uh dish or talking. Are with the you people. here with us right now? Or I'm not. Uh it? I'm looking at milkshake and all I can think is food. <gasps> okay. This is this let is me, the song you let me give a premise. So about. I'm yeah. out.
1: <laughs> we were going to cause I, I love to garden. I'm like a freak about yeah. garden. It's like cracked to me. I get so excited. Okay. And so I'm out with my boyfriend and we're going and but I need coffee because mm-hmm. I'm only allowed like one a day now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we're going to get coffee and he's like I want you to hear this song. And it's a cover of Milkshake, which I don't like that song, but it's done by a group called The Pictures, and I love them so much. So okay. today, all right, something a little different from Jonathan. We're going to play The Pictures' Milkshake. <laughs>
0: You are listening to KYRS Medical Expo in eighty-eight point one and ninety-two point three FM. I feel
1: like there that's the guy who actually just did that right, song. Right, right. Plus, He's I did. would like everyone to know <laughs> it's my milkshake. It's my, it brings my. all the boys to you. The okay. Mine. You, you it's have, you have the milkshaken. That was really good. I felt like you were a nineteen fifties like radio personality. Oh, thanks. I am you, I, a reincarnation of one. You are. Apparently, that's a thing. So. So, uh, the boys are back. You are <laughs> listening to Outspoken, um, a packed show. As we said, if you mm-hmm. join us earlier, remember if you if you ever miss a show of Outspoken, we are available on iTunes the very next day. So tomorrow, this show will be up yeah. on iTunes. You can get it off our website, hotmesssunday.com. Um, there is always ways. Yeah, sure. and you know PodBeam. It's on PodBeam, and I think. Uh, Stitcher. A, a Stitcher yes that's yeah. the one. I, I was going to say a podcasting yeah. so one. So basically everywhere you can possibly get it. Uh, also if you have any questions comments during the show that you would like to share with the boys you can do that by commenting on our Facebook page that's facebook.com slash Outspokesman yeah. so. Or go on our Twitter too. @outspokesman. See basically I we're mean, everywhere. Y- I y- If you can't not find us that I you're doing I explained to, to someone at lunch yeah. yesterday that we are media whores. Yeah. So, and, you that's,
0: know. and that is the truth. I'm proud. Yeah. Proud. I'm actually oh. going to get a t-shirt. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: That's a thing.
0: <laughs> Please do. I want you to get a t-shirt. And uh, that should be your job description. Uh, media whores. Right? And, uh, yeah. If
1: we ever have to apply it. Like if you have to exactly. apply for a loan. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what's your occupation? Media whore. Yeah. And you know what? They will look. They will do their research and they'll be like, mm-hmm. no, that's true.
0: Yeah, I decided actually with my friend uh, this this week, after she watched an episode of RuPaul, that my uh, job description and uh, description of my life is serving adult realness since 1995. Adult so realness, serving I Serving adult it. realness because apparently, amazing. apparently, I'm an adult, and I was not aware when that happened. Oh right! Uh, someone hope, called yeah. me that, and I was like, "Are you?"
1: And it's scary when do that you, first happens. When you're my age, you know, age, <laughs> you, know you, you want it to come down, right? Just a,
0: bit. Like, oh, just a little so, bit. And of course, uh, Kurt's doing his little as usual, coffee date
1: with them on the phone. When a new guest calls in, yeah. any guest, Kurt, you know, talks them forever. But yeah. without further ado, Michael Mamano is the writer director of a new Kickstarter project called True colors. It's an episodic film treatment revolving around the lives of gay teens coming of age in the early 1990s. We want to welcome Michael Mamano to Outspoken. Michael, are you there? Michael, are you there?
0: That's going to be Are you there, uh, sir? I, I can hear him. I can hear something.
1: I know. Hello? Hello! Hi. Is this Michael Mamano?
3: This is. Yes. <gasps> Thank you for pronouncing
1: my name right. Oh, see, I was so proud because I am known to not ever do that. Both of us are. Yeah. It always
3: surprises me because it's like, you know, it's Italian. It's one of the most phonetic languages in the world, and people mess it up all the time, and I'm just amazed <laughs> at how that happens.
1: Right. Well, it's you know how we fix that? I've learned, you know, you're you're fixing to be famous. So that's, you know, people learn your name real quick when you're, when you're doing it. All right, good, good. So we have, we have knighted you as famous. Um, Michael, let's start with... First of all, as we mentioned, you have this this Kickstarter project, this amazing concept for this this uh, episodic series, True Colors. What is True Colors about at its essence?
3: Well, it's um, it's about uh, queer kids uh, in the early '90s. Um, I, I set it in the '90s because I really wanted to have something that predated social media. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, the internet was still very young, and uh, not everyone had it in their household. Uh, so, you know, gay kids meeting each other was really difficult and really rare. And so I, I wanted to co- sort of create um, a show that was about sort of this this underground of queer teenagers in, you know, suburban New York. Uh, like the one that I had when I was growing up. Um, I was a teenager in the 90s, and um, there was this meeting group that I was part of. So, um, and for, for queer kids, it was part support group, part social outlet. And I thought, what a great framing device for, like, these stories about these kids. And, you know, um, I've always been a fan of the teen drama genre. I mean, I'm 35, and it's still a guilty pleasure of mine. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, I just kept waiting for a show about queer kids, and I kept not getting it. So I thought I'd make it.
0: So why, you know, why do you think that you should bring this story to everyone? You know, you just said that you want you needed that story when you were uh, looking for you know, a media to to relate to. Why do you think, you know, bringing this big story uh, to the public is so important?
3: Well, I mean, you know, uh, any, any minority of any kind can tell you that, you know, we're starved for representation. I mean, sure. even with, um, you know, there have been really great breakthroughs in the last few years, I and mean, we've had shows like Glee and Degrassi mm-hmm. that have really given a spotlight to, uh, you know, LGBT kids. But... They're still negotiating screen time with a majority of straight characters. It's, it's really about how these queer kids integrate mm-hmm. into this group of straight kids, and there really haven't, there, there really aren't stories about queer kids being friends with each other and their relationships and their friendships. And I mean, I know that if if I was starved for representation then, um, I can't imagine that it's that different for queer kids now, who are basically taking whatever scraps they can get for, from shows about straight kids. So I think that it would be really good. Um, for them to have their own, you know, their, their own show and something that they can identify with. And that there's a variety of characters. They don't have to just pick the one queer character who may or may not be anything like them right. because they're the queer character. Right.
1: I mean, and in the LGBT community, I mean, we have, we've grown up with, with shows that are completely heterosexual, heteronormative. And so it's, it just makes sense that why wouldn't it be equal time for, you know, uh, an equal concept?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's funny, because you can have, like, a hundred shows about, you know, straight white people looking for love right. in their 20s or teens, and no one bats an eye. But, you know, more than, it's like, well, you, you've had a gay show, you've had a lesbian show, mm-hmm. isn't, isn't that really all the story that you need telling? It, it, it's it's so ridiculous, and, you know, it's uh, the idea that, you know, you can tell a hundred stories about straight people, and it's always fresh and new and deserving of attention, Right. but, you know, Two or three shows about gay people, and we should just be satisfied. I think it's it's so stupid. Exactly.
1: And you know, you mentioned it in a time where so much has changed in our cultural uh, environment with the LGBT community, there are still so many of us. I'm definitely, I graduated in 93. I remember what it was like back then to have to try to find that support group on my own. And this was all, like you said, before the firm group of internet and texting and Snapchat. But it's because there's so many of us that are in that, really, that perfect demographic of our, you know, mid-30s to, to mid-40s, do you think this is the perfect time for a show like this?
3: I absolutely do. I mean, because the funny thing is, is that one of the, the really ironic things about setting the show, back when we're setting it, is that we're finally in a social climate where a show like this can exist, mm-hmm. and yet... Because of that climate, a lot of the stories now wouldn't make sense if you set them in present day, because a lot of the obstacles have been removed. Right. So, you know, setting it back in the 90s, it's like, well, okay, you know, it was, it was I mean, not that it's easy for, for queer youth now. Obviously, they still struggle, and there's yep. a, lot of, a lot of things going on with, yep. you know, bullying and suicide and all these really, really pressing issues. Mm-hmm. But there, I don't think there's quite the sense of complete isolation that there was. And so, I mean, it's, it is it is ironic that, you know, um, in, in order to tell the story now that can be told now, for it to make sense, it has to take place in an earlier time. Exactly. Well, but, sure,
0: yeah. I mean, with the Internet, with, you know, smartphones, you just hop on, you know, Grindr, you hop on Tumblr, you find the people you can relate to a lot right. easier, sure. So this, this project, but, it's, a, it's a Kickstarter campaign, and as with all Kickstarter campaigns, you know, you have to have a budget. What is, what's the budget for uh, True Colors?
3: Okay. Well, the the thing is that we're really trying to fund the pilot, okay. um, and it, and it's it's a it's a little ambitious. But um, our our budget for the pilot is our uh, is fifty thousand for the A story, which is the, the main kid and what he's doing, and to do the whole thing with the other two storylines, our stretch goal is seventy five thousand. It's a lot of money. We're, we're right now we're funded at about fifteen percent, and we've got about eleven days left on the campaign. So we really need people to to take notice. I mean. Kickstarter sink or swim on exposure, and I, you know, a big exactly. part of it is that people just don't know that it's happening.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
3: um, you know, and there, there is a plan B. I mean, you know, hopefully this works out. If not, we're still going to pursue it because it's a project that you know everyone behind it really believes in. We've got an incredibly talented cast of young actors who are just marvelous, and uh, you know, so no matter what, we're going to press on. But it would be really nice if we could, you know, get the hole in one the first time. So. Um, I think the more people know about it, the more it'll it'll help. And we have, you know, we have loads of videos about it. We have a trailer that we that we shot it is online. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. several videos on our YouTube channel. Right. So um, people can check it out and see what it's all about. So, what is
1: your ultimate goal? What is your ultimate dream for for True Colors?
3: Well, the plan is that once we have the pilot filmed, um, we will be taking it to Outfest, other film festivals, and okay. we will be marketing yeah. it to online streaming venues. Yeah. Like Netflix
1: and Hulu, sure. Well, and that's where they're all looking. You know, this is the time to do that. This is like the perfect opportunity for because everything's moving there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and because and those companies are looking for new original content. So I mean, this is this is the time to first of all step up and back things like this, um, and to support them because they're you know it's the next big thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it could it could be. I think it could be so constructive and and on a number of levels. I mean, obviously, there's the the you know the representation factor, which is great. But I mean, I don't think representation really matters much if you're not telling a fun story,
2: right? And we have a lot
3: of fun stories about about these you know these interesting kids. Who, many of whom are based on kids I knew growing up mm-hmm. um, you know they are kids that have you know that were disowned and that were you know had to find another place to live and had to move in with their friends and
2: right. you know and,
3: and all kinds of stuff and then in addition to that in the background um, there is going to be sort of an ongoing political storyline it's really the story of how queer youth emerged as sort of a demographic in the public consciousness um, and sort of the story of how we got from there to here so, so Michael... It's, so there is a bit of pop of political yeah. stuff going on, the, but mostly it's just you know it's just a teen drama that I think queer kids deserve to have.
0: It's a it's such an important show for us to have because yeah because it is you know the important teen drama and it does have the politic uh, political side to it. Where can people go to see more about the project and to donate money uh, to True Colors?
3: Well, um, we have a Kickstarter page. Um, I uh, <laughs> the the link is right here. The link is, you know, kickstarter.com mm-hmm. forward slash project, um, forward slash Michael Momano, which is my name, um, <laughs> and then uh, forward slash True-Colors. Um, I'm sure that if you went to Kickstarter and looked up True Colors, it'll come up as one of the first things. Yeah, right. Um, we also have an official website, which links to all our social media. Okay. That's a lot easier to remember. That's <laughs> www.metalmonkey.xyz. Metal Monkey is the name of our production company. Gotcha. So... If you go to metalmonkey.xyz, that will give you information on the characters, on the story. You know, we have videos on there. We have little cast profiles. It's it's a lot of fun. And, it'll be, and there's a link at the bottom to mm-hmm. all our social media sites.
0: And we'll, we'll post both of these links on our Facebooks and Absolutely. Twitter so yeah. all of our listeners can go and check it out. And,
1: Michael, we wish you all the best. We hope that we just have you on uh, in a few months because you're already filming. That's our... That's our hope for you, sir, because this is a great yeah no that would, great project. I
3: thank you so much for having me guys. I really appreciate it and I uh, I, I will take all the well- wishing I can get.
1: Hey, we'll take it and we'll send people over. hopefully the well wishing comes out in green money. So we'll that would send be them super great. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You have a wonderful rest of your Sunday, sir.
3: You too, guys. Thanks again for having me. Mm,
1: thank you. Bye. Bye. And Bye. that was Michael Mamano. He is the writer director of a new ambitious web series that has to do with gay kids coming uh, of age in the early '90s, before uh, we knew how to get a hold of each other yeah. without you know you having a yeah before to peek the days
0: that. of the. Tweets and the I remember this. That stuff, so yeah.
1: I was the kid who started gay groups so that I could yeah. meet friends. See, that was that's... my way of doing it. I'm like, hey, let's start a GSA. Right. Because no one was doing it back right. then, only a f- handful of schools. But I think this is an important story to tell. It's an important part of our history that, you know, we, we tell a lot of it all the way through the 80s and mm-hmm. then we kind of stop mm-hmm. and then we pick it up again in the 2000s. Right. And I think it's time to tell the story of what it was like to. To 90s, come out yeah. in the '90s, because it was different. Well, and
0: that's so interesting because you know it's so different from anything I grew up with, and a right. lot of a lot of uh, young gay kids are not, you know. They don't understand that, and they don't mm-hmm. know that you know the GSA was your only that way to meet people. That way. was the way, and the way and, to meet positive you know. friends. That Absolutely. it wasn't just Absolutely. about hooking up. Right. It
1: was about you know how do we support each other because mm-hmm. our parents weren't mm-hmm. supporting us. You know, very few of us were part of progressive progressive families by any means, yeah. and there were only things like GSAs or P flags that were out there. And so, uh, you know, I'm excited for this. I hope he's able to um, get the backing that he needs because yeah. it sounds like a great project to me. It does. Um, it sounds like something so we need. We okay.
0: Let's uh because take, we love
1: to support people.
0: Yeah. Let's take this moment and read off and make sure we thank everybody who supports us. Outspoken received support from the Northwest Fair Housing Alliance, a local nonprofit that provides education, counseling, and advocacy to help eliminate housing discrimination and ensure equal housing opportunity. Information available at one eight hundred two hundred
1: F-A-I-R Fair, and online at northwestfairhousing.org. Outspoken receives support from Mediterrano Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients, serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116. Outspoken
0: is funded in part by the Pride Foundation.
1: For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people, regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at Spokane or 509-325-6383. Outspoken receives support
0: from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. Yes. And now, let's take a song break. Yes, uh, let's do that. Because we I have think... to breathe after all that reading. Exactly. There was a lot of talking, lots of reading. <laughs> let's listen to Evil Woman by Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah, well, this is KYRS, Medical Expo Can, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. You are. I'm so impressed by, by all the voices I have. <laughs> First of all, yeah. you did this last week. This is better this week. It is
1: last. Yeah, last. And week, we got some well. listener comments saying it was pretty entertaining.
0: Hey, there you go. I, uh, I have to. I have to channel my inner improver. And uh, in here, right? And, and it's, it's, it's fun. Mm, love it's me great. me some improv. Oh yeah. By the way, they have. Uh, they opened a new comedy club in Spokane. The Spokane. Uh, yeah, go. Spokane. That, that's what it's called. And yeah. they have some great people coming in they do and i'm Um, so excited so yeah so i think everyone should check them out and i think you and i need to plan a day where we can go and
1: uh it does seem great now it is a two item minimum and, and apparently they mean it so just everybody know you have to buy two items
0: like two tickets
1: No, like, like it's a, it's also, they have drinks and food. Oh, you, oh, you have to, really? So it's a thing typically Ah. at at, uh, comedy clubs, they're like, it's a two drink minimum or whatever. And some are more loose with the. Gotcha. So this is like, they are meaning it. They also say show (laughs) up earlier than curtain time because apparently at this place they start right on time oh really and you have to be escorted but you know the comedian's gonna call you out if you have to be escorted to your seat because you are you know late you got there late yeah wow just i'm just warning people wow so this This is is this is is
0: this is not a spokane type of club this is a serious like serious on the new New york style comedy club be ready for it does look look like fun
1: so yeah you and i'll have to check it out tell people what we think but everybody should we love supporting local spokane
0: yeah, Stuff. and we haven't had one for so long. I mean, the last time I think you and I saw a comedy show was at the Bing. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And Paula Poundstone? Paula Poundstone. Wow. And before that, it was Angela Johnson at the Fox. And that so, was way before that. that. Yeah. So we yeah. see it once a year. Right. <laughs> we only but, get the laugh once a year. <laughs> exactly. Um, We're always so sad. <laughs> but now we have the opportunity to see it uh, a little bit more. Now, we are currently waiting... Uh, for Sarah Scanlon who, Scanlon, Scanlon yes Scanlon, I don't know, who right. is a uh, director Pride for Bernie
1: uh she is yeah, Bernie so Sanders' is the LGBT, LGBT T- director so yeah that's, that's, the liaison between kind of interesting. Bernie and the gay populace
0: right and uh if you didn't hear um Earlier, if you just tuned in, Bernie is coming to Spokane. I'm sure right. it's all over Facebook, uh, all the news. So many friends are texting of, me saying, I'm going to be there. Right, exactly. I'm going to you. Up. Well, I mean,
1: but you've got to be careful with that, too, thing, because yeah. you know what they're really saying, which is, hey, I'm going to text you. If you're there before I am, I'm going to cut in line with you. I have a feeling yeah. some bad stuff could go down. I know. If people are cutting at Bernie. Do not cut You know, don't Bernie. do it. I mean, it's not a Trump no, rally, no, so no, no one's going to die. Yeah. But, allegedly. But... <laughs> Burn it's probably burning it's, might it's be still calmer a serious maybe. Thing. and here's the thing so we'll
0: you have to get there early because uh if if, if you're not aware it's going to be a long line it's going to be yeah. packed
1: cuz only 1500 people are going to get and that's in that's not many at all especially it's, for a burning yeah. event exactly they and at have, this stage of the game the caucus Mr. Precinct
0: it is it's this saturday uh get your locations um you can you can find them out if you go to uh wa state democrats.org washington state Mm -hmm. democrats Mm -hmm. look them up uh they have it on their website really easy to look up where you're caucusing and it's or, at as you said last week. Because what are you?
1: Now? I am so proud I of you. I am in this the moment.
0: precinct committee officer yeah. of my precinct, so you can always message me if you want more. You information.
1: can ask Sergey; he's going to tell you where you go. Yeah. I unfortunately will be working. Yeah. But so you submitted. I did the surrogate affidavit, mm-hmm. and I already sent in my caucus vote. But that's good. We always tell you on the show to mm-hmm. take part in your civic responsibility is, and, and civic privilege is, yeah. to vote. We don't have enough uh, educated voters as yeah. it is. So educate yourself. Don't take our word for well, it. Go decide what's important to you. If,
0: even if you can't make it to the caucus, you can still participate yes. in you know the process because there are offices for... Uh, both Bernie and Hillary in here. There's a Democratic mm-hmm. office here. You can go there and help caucus, uh, help call, right. help you know ring doorbells. If you can't right. make it to the event, that's still exactly. doing something. So because where it looks like the can Republican
1: candidate is, is, it looks like every day it's either going to be a contested yeah. convention or it's going to Trump. So where that in the the Hillary Bernie Democratic side, even though Bernie knows he has a little bit to go he knows but most likely washington's going to bernie oh yeah california is most likely going to bernie right. so is oregon he's hoping to bring it up again it's still a race and he's he let out a statement last week yeah where he is not pulling from the race until the end and until it thing. is
0: decided he and he has a plan like mm-hmm. all smart people do is they right. have a uh, they have a plan uh realistically when can i make it now the national convention is in july yeah bernie uh expects and estimates to surpass Hillary on uh June 7th is the exact oh, I date. I love that he's
1: picked a date. He's picked a date. So on June you that know, is, and that's how you know. Hillary's waking you know, up that day with the right, alarm going right. <laughs> look at the books. Okay, watch uh, out. and so, there's been a lot of uh a lot of discussion around everybody's mm-hmm. table in the US which is if it's if it comes down to Bernie and Hillary, you know, which one do I want? If it's a Hillary thing will I vote? You know, it's this right. crazy I won't right. vote uh, Democrat if it 's so you and know there, what it, this is exactly. the fun of politics it really this is this is what makes our political nerdy minds just get so excited <laughs> so <laughs>
0: right, excited. and then we yeah. get to go and uh see and hopefully uh shake hands with Bernie <gasps> Sanders you know you you know like ten people will get to and Right. Let's be right up um, there at the front. Let's be I will push my two. way through. One I'd, and two. I'd, I'd, Bernie's right.
1: like, well, who are these crazy people? Yeah. And we're yeah. like, both. Uh, uh, Bernie, right. hi. Same time. Here right. we go. But here's the thing. I love, like I said, you know, I love seeing. If Hillary came to town next week, I would want to go hear her speak. I love this part of the process. Well,
0: you know, Bill Clinton's coming into town, so go oh, ahead. Oh, Bill is? Do Good it. old Bill. Yeah. Me Do and Bill, way and back.
1: B- way back. My family's from Arkansas. Bill oh. was governor. For oh, there you go. My, I have family who worked for Bill. When he was in the governor's mansion. That's right. Yeah. I know secrets no one knows. Yeah. And I ain't telling. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, we'll talk later. Yeah, right. I, I want right? to know now. <laughs> I know a lot. she was really close. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so.
0: Isn't there someone with your name, uh, Jonathan Sheffield, <laughs> who is actually a Republican? I have a in, cousin,
1: in, like, like three times in removed. Arkansas His name something? is Jonathan yeah. Sheffield. He is from... Texas he now lives in DC okay he works on Capitol Hill and him and I and we've talked yeah because anytime you google my name you get all of my you know very progressive articles throughout the last 20 years yeah and you get all of his uh very you know conservative articles and so finally (laughs) one day he decided I'm gonna reach out yeah we discovered we're cousins we discovered that we are diametrically opposed to each other's views on everything wow but he was a nice guy we had a really good conversation and and we think it's kind of funny But it's also kind of scary because if you go looking for articles that I've had published... Then I'll get weird emails saying, um, Did you this, this is nothing like what you normally exactly. write. It's because it's not me. It's not me. No. Like, you all have you have to, to do is look at everything. the bio. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, the bio alone tells you. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Unless He's it's very unspe- uh, unspecific. Just right. He's Jonathan further Shuffield up the political, political louder than Jonathan Sheffield is a man. That, that, that's a bad that bio. for me. Sometimes so, that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes the less people know about me, probably the better <laughs> for me. <laughs> Actually, there right. you go. Yeah, Keep it right. under the radar there. I love that. This is how you and I buy time. I know, <laughs> and then,
0: and you know, you and I have learned this over over the uh, the course of our show is that a lot of the times politicians and uh and mm. 99.9 Nine, percent percent of the you time. can't really rely a whole lot on them when it comes to an interview on air no especially
1: if it was set the day before so we're ready let's for this. just we're mention the mayor just... of houston let's yes. just mention her <laughs> yes <laughs> who notoriously i was so unhappy mm. with her yeah. but you know way to go first lesbian mayor uh mayor in the u.s uh does a lot of great things for houston houston's in a lot of trouble with the lgbt community currently I know. But, it, how um, did hero pass i mean uh, that's all i want to know she admits was, they were fell asleep on the watch and they should so. have here's the thing yeah so we do this we do this all the time mm-hmm. Um, or we have them in Marcus Riccelli, who's been in, or Brady Walkinshaw, they, uh, running for Congress now out of yes, Seattle, are who are notoriously crazy on our show. Mm-hmm. So our show has become political parties. Political parties, political parties political parties, because okay. it gets a little crazy in this room. And people talk about things that I don't think they're used to their politicians talking about. Right, exactly. They talk like, about the like issues we care game, about, and then know? they talk about how they drink and, and dance to salsa at, at their house when they yeah. <laughs> when there they're in the Capitol, and I'm go. like, "Hey, but but you know, Barbara what, Walters doesn't know that."
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's really cool about that is to understand that yes, these people represent you, and we always think, "Oh, well, they're just they're just serious people who always want to you know sign their signatures on right. bills and pat you know." Right. you have this very. <laughs> unrealistic expectation of them but then you know they're they're also just they were college kids at one point they also you know have to Listen. be roommates when and they when go the up house, to college yeah. uh, capitol hill they room together when the house
1: is in session they don't get to go home no they, they stay all go there. there and then because you have to be cost-effective they roommate like they're in college all over again, and then because they, they have don't have any other options, times, right? So yeah. it's it's really interesting to relate to that. Very very fascinating. I know, and always good good stories. And so yeah. um, it's fun. We've been to Capitol Hill. We see what's going on. We have hung out with Brady Walkinshaw. Listen, these people are real people. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've been to his apartment, and his yeah. apartment
1: is amazing i just want to say it's, that is it on fleek it's on fleek on it's snatched actually i is so It's so current it's Snatched. yeah it is he's uh him and his his new husband uh yeah. they have a beautiful place and so we enjoy all of that should we take a That's music awesome. break while we wait i think we
0: should uh we're gonna listen to our we are done by uh the medin brothers well hello there it's KYS medical expo canon 88.1 and 92.3 fm
1: was that your favorite one? That was one yet? very steeled magnolias. Yeah. That was hey, very hey, uh, southern. Yeah. Hey, I'm seven. a southern bale. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> that one also, or it reminded me of like a Pee Wee Herman playing, uh, oh, uh, you know, a you not savory character. <laughs> not savory. Not, savory. not savory. I really
0: like that description a right? lot. Not savory That's character. That's perfect.
1: Uh, there you go. As always, political time. Mm-hmm. It's almost as good as drag time.
0: It is. It, well, it's just, it's never as certain as drag time because with drag time, it's like, well, four hours late, maybe you're good. Yeah, maybe right. More. Yeah, maybe. Maybe more. seven. We've, <laughs> we've been there. We've been there. It's <laughs> um, awful. But yeah, yeah so uh, p- political time, sometimes it's on time, sometimes it's not. I know. Sometimes it's, it's So we still there, are
1: okay. waiting. You know, the Bernie campaign is very busy today because they yes. are making their trek across it's, Washington. It's busy. Yeah, this yeah. whole week. It's busy so. up until November. I know. So we were very excited. This uh, we'll we'll just see what happens. We do have Sherry Vine calling in mm-hmm. in you know about twenty in, minutes in a little bit. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. What happens when you put up a politician against a drag queen? We're going to find out.
0: Oh, hey, we're going <laughs> to compare. Maybe the, they call in at the exact the same nails time. The come and out
1: is what happens. I'm just going right, to tell you right now. Right.
0: Um, you know, Bernie. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this since okay. we were going to talk to her about it. Let's just discuss a little okay. bit um, about this. He's obviously coming today, uh, and you know. His uh, th- it's, it's important right now. Governor Jay Inslee announced tw- uh, back in 2012. Yeah. Uh, end AIDS 2020 in Washington, uh, which it's a very means very ambitious goal. It's very ambitious, right? And it's you know it's only four years away, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means we have to end AIDS completely in Washington.
1: He and wants cut it new infections Washington to down be, by half. Yeah. yeah. So that is he wants it, it to be eradicated, right? With drugs like Truvada on the market, it's it not makes possible. it a more yeah. uh, reachable goal, right? And especially, you know,
0: now that a lot more people who have HIV are undetectable, uh, low viral loads, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like you said, Truvada, PrEP is out there, condoms. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the very important thing for us uh, when selecting uh, a president... It's to have someone who is just as ambitious as that. Because here's the thing. Even if it doesn't happen in 2020, the goal is set so it happens in 2025. But it's done sooner rather than later. Exactly. And well, we and need let's that. talk about something interesting. So yeah. we
1: already know Bernie has a lot of huge goals. Oh, yeah. One of them, of course, is Big Pharma, and one mm-hmm. of them is uh, he has a, a very focused plan for HIV and AIDS. Yes. Um, he plans to continue what the current President Obama has right. started. Which is uh, He amazing. has a 10-year plan he released yeah. last summer. Um, one of the things he's doing is he feels like HIV uh, drugs are too expensive, which they are. Uh, one month can cost yeah. upwards of $1,000. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have insurance... It's basically a death sentence, yeah. Because with HIV, you have to stay on top of your care. So one of the things is he's he's proposing is a prize fund. He would like to award uh, innovation and new yeah. new drug development sure, sure. and give the money that we right now put aside for the deals with big pharma. He wants to give. A prize to the companies that are showing the most innovation and the most um progressive work in the HIV drug industry, and I
0: think that's a great incentive to keep you know moving forward mm-hmm. with this because a lot of the times you know it is a big pharma it is a money game it's not a well let's it's talk- not a you know creating
1: Good him against drugs him against Mark, Martin Shkreli, oh, yes. who, of course, has been indicted. Um, he kind of earned it mm. and deserves it. Multiple, but that was the big, you know, events. he bought an old AIDS drug that is still used for HIV p- patients with yep. uh, one of the side effects that can happen. Um, when you have a lower immune system, he bought that drug that used to cost you know very little, and he upped it hundred and fifty percent or 1500 percent. There yeah, we go. Un- a- and overnight, he was the face of everybody who hated yeah. him. Yeah. And Bernie, notoriously, $700. he so Martin gave to the Bernie Sanders Foundation, and Bernie, notoriously, said no. Yeah. And he sent gave it back. his donation. No, he gave his donation to mm-hmm. an HIV clinic in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, to pay it forward that way. So that was when really I think he officially in front of most people's eyes declared war. Right. On the the drug companies. Well, and his and stance so. has
0: always been, you know, along those lines is, you know, while we can't survive without pharmaceutical companies because they do need to, you know, make and research and develop these drugs, mm-hmm. we also need to make sure that they are in check and not just doing it, you know. To exactly. become bigger and make right. the money, because we are the only country so in great. the
1: world that does our our pharmaceutical system the way we do it. Exactly, where yeah. it is this big just negotiation between lobbyists and the government, right. and it's not about getting the drugs to the people who need them. No, and that's not. not just HIV drugs; that's drugs across the board, mm-hmm. um, cancer drugs. Uh, you know, just anything. And that, and, and that in turn, you know,
0: kind of slows our research. Of the drugs down and, you know, how many times do you go to a doctor and they're like, well, I'll prescribe you this, this and this and this because, mm-hmm. you know, the law, the pharmacy company is in their pocket. And right. so, here's you know, the thing: it's and
1: it's really, really not a good thing. Here's the thing. And I think I've asked you this before. Yeah. So here's my thing. You know, I support these huge ideas I love mm-hmm. because we need sweeping change in this country for mm-hmm. anything to change. But the fact is he is he has a lot of big Things to do. Is there a chance that he's going to get any of them through? You know that what? Here's the, the thing. criticism.
0: Here's the thing. It's a, right. The chance might not be there. But the thing is, if you're going to be fighting for something and you shoot so high, right. at least you're going to get that much right. off the ground. Like we've talked about before. Right. Uh, you know, Bernie is crazy with his ideas. There yeah. are yeah. amazing, huge, astonishing things that he wants to do that he's not going to achieve all of them. There's no way he's going to achieve thing, 100% though. of that.
1: Does the Beyonce rule? Let's just say it. Does the Beyonce rule work here? And it's a, it's a valid question. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody calls the Beyonce rule. She says, uh, multitasking don't do it. Focus on one thing at a time and you get more done. So, do you, that's another criticism well, of him. He has these three huge things he's going after. Don't you think if he focused on one of them now, got that done, then you focus on the next. Don't you think he'll get more done if he if he does that? I
0: think here's the thing. I think that what we've Made our political system, and here's the thing is that we want it to be that way. We want it to be right. focused on one thing, you get it done, move on, right? And so that slows it down. But what if we're truly wanting s- big change? Mm-hmm. Why can't that big change include a system that allows for multitasking, allows for more mm-hmm. than one thing on the table? If there Don't are three think- big problems, or however many big problems right. in this country, why can't we solve them all? at once with separate bills it's going to take a little bit longer but right. we're going to solve them
1: and devil's advocate here don't you think we need more buy-in from other politicians though yeah. uh, he because i don't think we do have enough buy-in for that and here's this uh, i
0: agree i agree i don't think that there's uh you know enough support bipartisan but here but a lot of these ideas you know, the goal is bipartisan. The right. means of getting there isn't. And we need to really focus on that and and understand that. Here's the thing. We're fixing our country. We're making America great again. You know, I hate that slogan because it's so tied in with uh, Trump. And America right now is not anywhere it was back in no, 2009. it was, not. It was yeah, It's it not, not anywhere near that. Mm-hmm. And so if we have all these people uh, who understand the common goal mm-hmm. and we work towards that in separate ways, that's but fine. But is
1: there... We've watched it get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Is there a such thing anymore in our political culture of bipartisan? Right. I don't know if that exists anymore because right now all either side does is say, oh, I'm not getting all I want. I'm going to sit here and shut mm-hmm. down the government. Both sides are to blame for this. Mm-hmm. Let's look at what's going on right now. We finally, uh, President Obama, uh, you know, he finally appoints his nominee for the Supreme Court. And yet again, we have the Republicans saying, no way, Jose, we're not We're not going to do that. And isn't this, again, uh, a bastardization of the political system? Well, and
0: with this... It's a problem. With this nomination, he nominated uh, Judge Garland. And uh, with this nomination, I think it was the best move... Uh, President Obama could have made because Well, he, he had is, to make a move he had, he had to make to. a move and he you know garland is uh, is is kind of a centralist uh, in yeah. terms of
1: he's more justice Kennedy esque exactly he's very exactly much which is that. which
0: is something that I think yes we we should probably have on our Supreme Court because it, it as much as I like liberal bias, I think there should right, be a I'd very uh, central view of the Constitution. We should judge it all based on the Constitution and not your your uh, your no. I agree with you. viewpoints, but here's the thing: there's a lot of the other side of you know the Supreme Court right now. What he did was he nominated someone who he could see as bipartisan support. Well, he
1: thought it was the closest thing he could get. Uh, some yeah. yeah, right. Some crossover going on because he right judged, now, Garland has had support from the Republicans he's had in the past support from so Republicans, it's not he a, has a lot of Democratic yeah. support right now and
0: so right now it's it's really up to you know the Republican and they won't do it. it.
1: I mean they have made it very clear. Mitch McConnell to, exactly. has said a bazillion times. Now. Well, you see,
0: he has to, uh, he
1: still has to get the whole Republican uh, party on right. board, which I don't right. think is that hard to do See, because in my dream world, because uh, you know my mm-hmm. dream world is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just clone Ruth Bader Ginsburg and then you know, nine times? T- yeah, nine yeah. times, yeah. So And we just okay. have the whole... Let's yeah. have the whole court go. be Notorious RBG. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. So in my dream world, that's how this happens. That's how it happens, yeah. I love that woman, and she well, she can never die. Do you think ever. that...
0: Obviously, we think it's a terrible idea for Republicans to block this nomination, but do you it think is. it's going to backfire on them pretty hard once, you know, a I've, Democratic... Uh, president is elected in November and then a much more liberal nominee is going uh, right. to appear? Do you think that's going to
1: backfire on them at all? First of all, I think 10 years ago, maybe. Okay. Um, I don't know. I Because I really feel like the political game right now is such... There's so much unknown. Mm-hmm. Because who would have guessed that someone like Trump would be where he is in the polls and that nobody would have guessed that. It's right. like people have lost their minds. So I don't think we really... We don't have a way of measuring how the political climate works anymore. Okay. It's yeah, a it's, whole it's complete. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We would like to think, mm-hmm. you know, I would like to think that whichever side, whether it be De- Democratic or Republican, who is actively not doing their constitutional duty, that that would look really bad on them. Mm-hmm. But in this political climate, it's not showing to do what it should be doing. You right. know what I mean? This is wrong. Agree with uh, Obama or don't agree with him. He's right when he says, I'm, I'm exercising my, my political, my constitutional duty mm-hmm. because this is what it's asking me to do. Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: and that's what people, you know, people elected. Uh, the, the citizens of the United States elected President Obama mm-hmm. two times, and that is and part of the electing a yeah. president is saying understanding what, what his his duties exactly. are. Once there's a vacancy in the Supreme Court, this you appoint is my that. Job. That is what we agreed with, mm-hmm. and so for people to say, well, they agreed to that almost four years ago just a little <laughs> hey, more left you know right. they probably changed their mind what let's was, see well here's the thing the four years is not over yet they agree there's with more that than yesterday, six months left and today is right. different because the moon moved and I- you know what i mean it yeah. just doesn't make sense it doesn't, it's it's, it's there's
1: a no terrible
0: logic. argument terrible yeah. but it is fighting for you know your side and i hate that politics right now has become a numbers game it's the it numbers is. it's all of, about that You know, whoever you have in control of the House, whoever you have in control of the Senate, and Mm -hmm. if you don't have a supermajority, you can't get anything done. And we have
1: said that time and again on the show that that that's the only way. Like, if uh, uh, Republicans want all of their Mm -hmm. way, then the Republicans need to win the White House and the supermajority. The same goes for the Democrats. Exactly. Otherwise, the sad thing is, right now in this country, it's the only way. That's why. For Bernie, who I love that he has big ideas, and I don't believe big things happen unless you shoot for them. Mm -hmm. That's why, even if he gets the nomination and gets the White House, if he doesn't, if Democrats don't pull the supermajority, it's, I think it's going to be harder for him to make anything happen.
0: It is a bigger fight than just the presidential race. It's always has, it always has been, and it always Mm -hmm. needs to be. Uh, I think we need to understand that a lot of people don't show up for any other race. Any yes, other election other than the anything. presidential, yeah. some people don't even know they happen, and mm-hmm. that's sad because mm-hmm. right now Kurt. we have had, yeah, Kurt, exactly. We've had huge Republican upsets in yeah. our yeah. congressional system, yeah. and you know, that's while we have a very liberal executive branch, our, our, uh, um, not oh, okay, what is the legislative? Legislative, why could I not have <laughs> like thought what is of happening that? right now? Uh, branch is not very, uh, yeah. Well, Liberal. and same thing in our state government, actually, you know, oh right gosh. now we had to go into go a right to special the special session, session yep. just to pass a supplementary budget. Mm-hmm. Is that not crazy in a state local local government? We are and not yet, when we spoke to, to, to
1: Representative Ricelli and yep. Representative Walkinshaw, they both said they just expect that now. Right. That they will have to that go into status quo. Yeah. That that's just how it works.
0: And here's the thing. That's the problem. Right. Last, you know, when they released uh, the details of the budget that they passed last year, uh, and they went into three or four special sessions, it was ridiculous. The budget wasn't bad. It was a balanced budget. Yeah. yeah. It did fund a lot of great things that both parties were fighting for. So it worked. But why? Isn't that what's
1: supposed to happen? Exactly.
0: Why can that not happen in the right amount of time? You're wasting. Taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. by doing a special session. Yeah, you're wasting so much more time, and by the time you know you pass this budget, so many things have changed. Yeah, I think you know there, we need to need to need to uh, understand that it's so well, critical that we vote and support and pay attention and one of the smaller races like that too.
1: I asked Kurt in a so we're always calling out Kurt. I asked he's, Kurt in a text message yeah. the other day. Hey Kurt, did you finally register to vote? Kurt ignored. That text message. Because, you know, we have said yeah. for two years now, we're making for him. two Especially years. Especially this year. Everybody out there, if you've not registered mm-hmm. to vote, go do it. Mm-hmm. November election, this is no kidding around. I it's mean, not, it's getting yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. But also don't vote me in your backyard. Right? There it on is. the things that affect you on our level right here, right do away. Do not
0: give me the, you know, my vote doesn't count crap. Right. I'm not. None Done of that. With it. Done. Because you want your vote to ca- count. Go caucus. Go call. Yes. Go volunteer. Go exactly. do more. If you don't think it counts just to vote. Exactly. Voting is your duty. There are countries out there that don't have that right. They don't have the luxury. They don't have the luxury. Yeah. Please partake.
1: Yeah. Please yeah. vote. I agree. I see. I feel like you're getting you're gearing up in about what? Let's give you 15 years. Uh, <laughs> okay. We I We will start your campaign. For okay. president, and, and so I'm ready. Uh, hey, uh, one of our listeners wrote the other day and said, you know, we could get our first woman president, Sergey could be the first gay president. Okay. Perfect. See, we are, there's, there's we're starting platform. There's a lot of things you could, you, you're
0: going to have to change there. Uh, we're and, changing it. Okay. Don't All you, right. you have hey, you met me? I know it's You don't. You don't. You don't. Uh, you don't play <laughs> it's around. It's happening. <laughs> so, do we want to take a song break? And uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to the lovely Sherry Vines.
1: Sherry Vine will be on the air. Okay,
0: yes. let's play "Feels Like Summer" by Panama Wedding. Hey, you're listening to KY Ross Medical Exposed one another Put Three This is outspoken.
1: Oh, if you are a gay man and you care about your gay card at all then you have heard of our next guest. From amazing parodies of songs from Adele's Hello to Madonna's Four Minutes and Gaga for Days, her acting, music, and comedic skills have won her many accolades. Now turning her focus on the ambitious goal of her own online entertainment network with business partner, former Here TV executive, Josh Rosensweig. she is poised to take over your world. Outspoken is happy to welcome the force herself, Sherry Vine. Hey, Sherry, are you there? Hi, I am. How are you? Wonderful. You know what? Hello? I'm I'm willing to go on tour and give you an intro every time you're on stage.
4: <laughs> I was literally just going to say, I am trying to copy, write down as best as I can exactly what you said, because that's right. my new intro. Thank Cause
1: you. Because you're, you're fabulous, and you might as well have the intro say it. That's what I say.
4: I would love for you. Just pack a bag, honey. Let's go. I'm in. (laughs) I'm in.
1: Okay, so let's begin with this exciting new online network that you have. It launched in February, I believe. Can you tell our listeners exactly what this is?
4: Yeah, it launched February 14th, Valentine's Day. and uh, Just to put it in one sentence, it is a one-stop destination for all your gay entertainment needs.
1: I'm there. In that line alone, I'm That's there. sold. That's it. We that, that, right. need you say yeah, more. We're
4: yeah, we're offering a whole bunch of new pro. It's like a different mm-hmm. It's. – I'm saying it's like the gay Netflix, although it's really not like Netflix. I mean, <laughs> this is on a shoestring budget, but <laughs> we're running it like a network. It is okay. a new – we have different series, and it is literally a new video every single day Oh wow! for free.
0: That's awesome. See, there, and you got all of yeah. us
1: shoestringers out here on yeah. the for free part. Oh, yeah. Done. That, that's exactly right.
4: Honey free is nice. It, it is. is. I love I'm, it. I'm in.
0: There are so many mediums out there <laughs> in ways that you can share yourself, you know, with your fans. Why Why online?
4: Well, it just has such a huge, uh, you can reach so many people so quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been doing Sherry Vine for 25 years. Yeah. And when, I, when YouTube started and I started doing the video parodies, it was like all of a sudden I was like, I just reached more people in a day right. than I did in 15
1: years. Right. And you're less and exhausted. So it's just... <laughs> if you had to travel <laughs> well, all those places. Bit. right? <laughs> a, a
4: little bit. <laughs> and it's just kind of like a great I mean, I've always wanted to do. TV, you know, like TV variety show. My dream, if you could say, Sherry, here's unlimited budget. What do you want to do? I'd be like, I want to do the Carol Burnett show. Oh, that would be yes. my dream oh, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: show. Brilliant.
4: And so, be able to do things now online. It's like you, I can do something like that.
1: Right. It's the whole, the whole climate and the horizon for entertainers has changed. Oh my God,
4: are you kidding completely? Because you don't have to wait now for ABC to come to you, or you don't right. have to go to. HBO and all these other places to shop around. If you really put your mind to it, you can, for one dollar and some resources, create anything that you want and throw it up on YouTube.
1: Exactly. And and you mentioned you've you've been out there a bit. You've been on the entertainment scene since like the early nineties, I believe. Can you walk us through the evolution of Sherry Vine? What got you to the point where you're ready to take this challenge on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of
4: look at everything, uh, my career, it's like this this year is the 25-year anniversary of, uh, that I've been doing show sure but I've been performing since I was like five years old. That's all I've wow. ever, ever done. And so it's kind of these different chapters. Like I had the 1990s chapter was Theater Couture, which I also did mm-hmm. with Josh Rosenzweig and Eric Jackson and it was our theater company. And so pretty much the 90s was devoted to that. Then I moved to Europe for three years. So I had this chapter of being in Berlin and kind of performing all over Europe. Mm-hmm. Wow. Then I came back and was like, oh, what's this thing called YouTube? Ooh, <laughs> let's, do, let's make little videos of our Philly parodies. And then I had that chapter, which was really fun and exciting and opened different doors. And I just was kind of feeling like, uh, I've been doing this for six years. Uh, It's so saturated now. Anyone who's ever worn a wig is doing a video, which is great. But I was like, then, all right, well, let me move on to something different. And talking with Josh about, let's do like a weekly program. And somehow, I don't know how, maybe a couple glasses of wine, (laughs) it turned into, let's do something every day. (laughs) And um, it just kind of evolved into, this is the new chapter that I'm in right now is, all about this uh, gay SVTV World Network. And that's kind of the short bio of Sherry Vine. I've left out all the juicy details because I was warned that this is, uh, I had to watch my life.
1: <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And you know, you do. Yeah. And you have to save it for your your tell-all book, you know, that you just have to someday make, right? <laughs>
4: Yes, my book that's going to be called Little Votive of Nights, and there's a story in there I'll tell you one day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> So
0: you've worked with uh, Josh Rosenwig before, most notably <laughs> for here uh, TV show, She's Living for It. Uh, what brought you mm-hmm. two together again, other than the wine? <laughs>
4: well, we've actually never stopped working together. I mean, Josh, uh, he had a theater company in Los Angeles when I was going to school out there. This was...
2: 1990,
4: and I literally, it was very all about Eve, I was going (laughs) to this play that they were doing every night, and waiting backstage at the door for them to come out, and be like, oh my god, I love you guys, I want to be in your theater company, (laughs) literally, and they were like, who is this freaky, skinny gay kid,
2: (laughs) and um,
4: I wormed my way into his theater company in LA, and that's how it kind of started, and so I've worked with him before Sherry Vine. And then when I first started, I had the idea of, like, I want to do a drag character. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was going to be a career at the time. It was just, like, a character. Um, and I was like, I need your help. And we did the stage version of Sorry, Wrong Number in L.A. It's the first thing I ever really did is Sherry Vine. And it's an 18-minute, one-act play before it was a movie. And we did that, and then it just kind of evolved. And so we've always worked together from... The theater company into she's living for this into this project now
1: every great relationship starts with good stalking i think you nailed it <laughs> i know mine worked out great no but that's the way to do it i love it what do you think makes your new tv network stand out and appeal to gay audiences or all audiences for that matter
4: well i mean i I think it feels a niche within a niche within a niche, if you will. Um, there is still like a lot more gay visibility on television and in the media, which is great and it's wonderful, but I still feel like it doesn't necessarily speak to me as much and maybe like my freaky friends. And I like, I embrace being a freak <laughs> and I think that what we're offering is something for everybody it's not just offering but there's a lot of drag we want to work with a lot of different drag queens and performers and people and artists that maybe are more on fringe and mm-hmm. artists who identify as queer artists right. um and but we're kind of embracing everything and i think if you look at all the different shows that are offered you see there really is some someone might be like Oh, I really like this comedy thing. I like the House of Mimosa because it reminds me of Laverne and Shirley. I like this docu-style one because it's a little bit more educational. Whatever. Mm -hmm. There's something for everybody. But it's definitely queer artists creating queer content for queer people and adjacent.
1: I love that. Okay.
0: So what can we expect from the network uh, as it evolves?
4: Funny you should ask. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we, um, <laughs> Good question. We are now kind of. We're now really. We before we launched, we had accumulated and created about seventy videos, which would take us through about three months. And so now we're at the point where, we're like, okay, what's next? And we have a lot of ideas. And the what I'm most excited about is what we were hoping to happen, and it is happening. Is people are reaching out to us with ideas, are like, hey, I have this short film I did. Can can I send it to you guys? Or,
2: right.
4: oh, we have this music video. I'd love for you to guys show my music. So other people think that we don't necessarily have to create. So right. people are coming to us with content, which is amazing. And that makes me really, really, really excited. And so we're in the process now of kind of mapping out um, the next, Seasons, if you will.
2: Right. There's a
4: couple of series that we have that we're going to just kind of will continue. Some right. that'll go on break and something else will go in their place and they'll come back maybe like in September. So, but there's still the goal is to still put up a new video every
1: single day. See, that's amazing. Also, we'll be in touch after the show, just so you know. <laughs> now, oh yeah, honey, come on. <laughs> right? We're on we're it. Now, on the internet, you have gotten millions of views for your parody videos. Will music like that, will more parody videos from you be incorporated into the channel?
4: Definitely. I mean, it's never something I wanted to stop doing. I mm. just really wanted it to not be my number one focus. right? Because like I said, I mean, I certainly did not create the art form of it at all. I mean, Jackie Beat was doing right. music video parodies before me on YouTube, and she's mm-hmm. the one who was like, girl, what's this all about? I had to get in on that. And I was lucky enough to get uh, attention from that early. And now, like I said, it's just really so, it's so saturated. Like, you have to, if you don't do a parody the day that the original comes out, you're late.
1: Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Because
0: 18 other people have done it. so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and... mm -hmm.
4: Oh, and so I don't want to stop. I mean, we're actually getting ready tomorrow to record a new parody. I'm doing a duet with Jizz. I don't know if you know Jizz. Oh,
0: yes. Hilarious.
4: (laughs) Very not safe for work. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Performer in L.A. And it's funny because people kind of tried to online pit us against each other because we've done a couple parodies of the same song. Mm -hmm. And we met and we started laughing because we're like, oh, we should do something together because this is ridiculous. And so that's what we're doing.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. That's going to be a great I collaboration. Wait. So, with yeah, so they're definitely, yeah.
4: definitely going to keep churning out the music parody videos. I just mm-hmm. will be part of this under the umbrella of the network and not, yeah, the main focus.
0: Sure. Well, when you parody songs, I, I mean, it's a great way to grow an audience and you get a lot of exposure for it. But how do you keep that content original and exciting? I mean, it's a parody of another song that's you know, that song is written and so many <clears> other people are already doing it. So, how do you keep it fresh?
4: Well, I mean, I mine tend to be a lot I mean, they're very, you know, naughty. I mean, that's oh, yeah. like a, <laughs> oh, but yes, my mind works, I can't fight it. I've written <laughs> I've tried, I've gone out of my way to write parodies of songs that are about oh, let's make this one about roast beef <laughs> and it's like it's like, no, girl, that's not gonna that's not me. Right. The people who there are plenty of people who don't care for my videos. They don't think fart sounds are funny. I get it. <laughs> right. Great. But there are plenty of people who do, and they kind mm-hmm. of expect them, you know, filthy, potty mouth Sherry Vine. Right. But I do try to keep them fresh and different. I mean, certainly Gaga, which were my successful ones, mm-hmm. Gaga just was, she gives you a wealth of material to parody. Yes. And, um, and so it's kind of hard to top that with some of these other pop stars who are just wearing, like, a cute little yeah, Forever 21 dress and just standing there <laughs> singing. It's like, oh, how do you parody that, Right. you know? But Gaga was just like, oh, this is rich.
1: She gave the whole package. The whole
4: package. She baggage. gave
1: the whole package. <laughs> Plus, you don't really have...
4: The other thing that's difficult is you don't have the uh, n- a new video by a pop star as an event like you used to. Yeah. And do you remember, oh, yeah. like, the yeah. build-up? for yes. Bad Romance, our oh telephone. Oh my goodness, It yes. was an event.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And you just don't have that anymore. Even like Beyonce just kind of throwing, oh, here's Formation.
0: Right, it right. Like yeah. there was
4: a no a publicity yeah. machine churning out, like, guess what's coming in a week? It's coming, it's coming, it's exactly. coming. It's like, oh, here
1: it is. Yeah. So if you miss it, you miss so it. So the music
4: video as an event doesn't really happen like anymore like it used to right
1: now i'm gonna ask you what i think is the best question of our interview which is, <laughs> i'm
5: 33 <laughs>
1: Yay, yeah, me too that's amazing what do you think it is about drag queens that make them such great tv execs i mean let's face it logo is basically Ru tv so it, it obviously works
4: Well, I think that uh, I think a lot of drag queens that are successful or have a longevity anyway, um, it's because you have to be so resourceful. No one's going to hand you anything. Yeah. I mean, it's just certainly it's become more commercial. Drag race has certainly opened a lot of doors of like maybe corporate doors or money and stuff like that. But you still like no one's ever, ever, ever given me anything and anything that I've wanted to do, I've had to do create not on my own because i never could have done all these things without josh and these other amazing dancers and costume people and wig people that i work with Mm -hmm. so there is a team but you have to be i think anyone like jackie Beat or lady bunny coco peru Barla jean merman all these people that have been around for a long time and still so amazing right it's because they're they're resourceful
0: Mm -hmm.
4: you have to be
0: Well, and speaking of all these, you know, famous drag queens, you have a lot of notable friends in the drag community. And, uh, you know, will any of them be making appearances on your network? And we're really actually asking if Beyonce, uh, not Beyonce, Bianca Del Rio will be on there. (laughs) That's that's, that's funny. That would be a (laughs) hoot.
4: Everybody (laughs) that I can get rope into. (laughs) Luckily, it's been really easy. Like everyone... We have um, we've done some stuff with Bob the drag queen that's yes. coming up. Love and yes. Bob the drag queen. Uh, we just had uh, an episode air just last week with Acid Betty. Oh, um, oh she's Bianca fierce. Del Rio's done. She did a lot of stuff for us with. She's living for this. Yes. and I just yeah. literally. Uh, I just did a show with her last weekend wow. in London, where she was like, "Queen, anything you want, <laughs> I'm on board. Just tell me." So it's kind of a scheduling thing, but she's. Really wants to do something. We got a lot of stuff coming up with Jackie Beat, so um, working with all of them because we're all like really good friends, and they're so sweet. They're very um, eager to help.
1: That's see, that's amazing. And and you and Bianca in the videos I've seen, you banter really, really well. You two do great together. Uh, great. Chemistry. Oh my god, I love her so much.
4: <laughs> she's she's so funny. And what I love is that she's so successful. I mean, we we're walking around london and manchester during the day she's wearing a baseball hat and glasses and still people like oh my god it's oh my god are you bianca oh my god can i take a picture (laughs) and it's like wow
2: that is crazy
4: super famous yeah and but she hasn't changed she's so like like i said she literally was like sincerely yeah you tell me what to do, and I'll do it.
1: That's amazing. Now, tell our listeners, if they're just hearing about this uh, awesome new channel, where can they go? How can they tune into your new network?
4: Well, it's off of my YouTube channel, which is called Miss Sherry Vine, YouTube Miss Sherry Vine. It's been, we wanted to kind of change the name, the URL, but it's actually very, very, very difficult. We haven't right. been able to do that yet. Mm-hmm. So for now, anyway, it's still on Miss Sherry Vine um are at gay SBTV on twitter instagram and all of the social
1: media and new videos every day you cannot day. you cannot beat that yeah so can't watch it every day i can't stress that it's a new
4: video every day when people watch it i hope they just keep in back of their mind that this is produced out of my pocket <laughs> 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 where the next step is to find you know to find a way to get sponsors and right. advertisers so right. we can have a bigger budget yeah. but still offer all the content for free the content will always
1: be Love
0: that. That's amazing. So, you know, you talk about that next step with sponsorship. Ultimately, what is the goal with this online network?
4: Well, I'm a a firm believer, and I don't like to go to someone with a concept that's on paper and try to explain to them, because I just feel like people have a hard time envisioning what you're talking about. Right. So Josh and I really talked about this a lot, and we said, let's get it up and running, and then we have something... To really show people when we go and start saying, okay, hey, do you want to – we need some money, a sponsorship, advertising, whatever. And we're now in the process of doing that. We are lucky to have a friend of mine who's a lawyer who's helping us for free and nice. um, coming up with a business plan. And then we will see, like, okay, hey, maybe Scruff, for example, might be interested in right? producing this show we're doing about go-go boys and porn stars. And maybe right? – this Greek restaurant would be interested in sponsoring the Sherry and the Greek episode. So there's, right. yeah. we're just kind of figuring that out. But the next step, of course, we have to find a way to raise money because we, there's no way to physically continue it without that.
1: Exactly. Now, I have to say, first of all, thank you so much for coming on uh, Outspoken to talk to us about this. I'll tell you, when uh, when our producer came to us and said, oh my gosh, we can interview Sherry Vine, I'll tell you, a legend like you that is intimidating, and we wanted to definitely highlight the this amazing new project they have going on. But you know, we're going to have to beg you to come back on because we need to just talk about Sherry Vine. There's so much. I would... Look, I sincerely appreciate it so much, and that's really sweet to hear
4: that you uh, were excited because I sometimes, especially with drag race being so huge now, it's like, does anyone know who I am anymore? (laughs) Right. So... So it's really, really nice to hear that and I certainly appreciate it a lot.
1: Well we mean it and you know what? Drag race doesn't exist uh without all of you. You even mentioned we had Coco on and she was nothing but amazing. Um without the legends that led the way. You guys had to make the foundation. And you know, as I'm sure RuPaul understands too, those shows don't exist if there wasn't you first.
4: She does. They did a really sweet kind of shout out to me and Coco, Jackie Barla, like the old, the queen's oh, been around nice. for a while in um, season one of Drag Race, which was very, very sweet and special. And they World of Wonder has actually been posting mm-hmm. a lot of stuff about Gay TV and I was like, they certainly do not have to do that, and they've been like right, nothing yeah. but supportive.
0: That's, that's so amazing. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday, uh, talking to our listeners, talking to us, right. cheering all of us up.
1: I know, right? Let's and we're gonna honey, go. My pleasure. We're gonna run away really quick and just yeah. come up with the video concept. We'll send it right over. Yeah.
4: <laughs> honey, you're on. Let's go. Where- <laughs> Just pack that bag, we'll hey. do the tour, and then we'll fill. Oh, yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, Look for the bear, because that'll be me. <laughs> I'll be the big bear coming Yay! down. Yay! Everyone needs a bear. Everybody needs a bear. Well, thank you again. I'm, performing
4: in, I'm doing bear performing at the Bear Pride event <sighs> in London, the end of May. So. Oh, my
1: God. I'm telling you, we know how to turn it out. The bears, we got it. Oh,
4: honey, I call myself Oldie Lock.
1: Yeah. Not Goldilocks. <laughs> Goldilocks, I love it so That's much. That's g- brilliant. Well, brilliant. Sherry, go make that network the best network we've ever seen. We're going to drum up as much support for, for you as we can get. And enjoy the rest of your beautiful Sunday.
4: Thank you so much. You guys too. Big kiss. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: And if you just joined us, that was the outspoken boys talking to the legend herself, Sherry Vine. That was very exciting. That was is that it? was a f- uh, she's a hoot. Oh, she is a hoot. And she's I mean, been around for yeah. a while. Just like when we interviewed Coco Peru. I yeah. mean, those well, ladies are phenomenal. They've and been here. Forever. They have. Mastered their craft, they are they funny, yeah. They're on it. I'm excited for her. I'm excited for you and I to have a show on the new network, I yeah. Right I'm there, you <laughs>
0: there you go. We'll just we'll really just film ourselves at the If Bernie you've listened thing,
1: to our show at <laughs> all, you know that we always pimp ourselves out to whatever famous guest is on this, yeah. Show. Like, okay, we'll be in touch. You, the yeah.
0: The chief editor no for out was on here, he's like, We're doing podcasts. We're like, We're like Oh, hey, podcasts, podcast you say, hey, no shame in the game, no That's shame. All I'm saying, you know what.
1: Uh, rumor has it, we're going to take a quick break. Rumor has it, we are going to have Sarah Colin briefly to apologize because she's awesome. Um, and just as a brief note, before we go to our next guest, so that'll okay. be fun. So until then, Perfect. let's take a music break. All right. This is going to be Riot by Breathe Carolina.
0: You are back with KYRS, Pitical 91.1
1: and 92.3 FM. Thank you, Papa Smurf. You're welcome. Or no, I think it was Smurfette. A Smurfette? Smurfette. It's that a was, hey, that's, so, that's exactly who it is. I think Um, we have a special guest on the phone.
0: I think you might be right. We actually uh, will be having a special guest on. Is she on on right now? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Well, this (laughs) is uh, Sarah. She is... The director to Pride for Bernie. Yeah, Sarah Scanlon. Bernie. She, we call Sanders her the
1: LGBTQ team. liaison because we like to use French words. We, liaison. But so. we, and we, were, <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to have Sarah on early, but you know what? When you are in the Bernie campaign, you are busy. You are busy. There's a lot to you do. You are busy. So Sarah, we know Welcome. you don't have a lot of time, but we want to thank you for taking a brief moment to be with Outspoken. I know this is a busy day for you guys.
5: Oh, I'm so excited, and I cannot believe I missed my opportunity earlier. I really am sorry for that. Not, you that know what? It happens. Right,
1: yeah. We're gonna, you know, if if uh, if just put a bug in Bernie's ear, say those boys are outside standing in line for four hours tonight because we are not missing it. So Let them in. Yes. Let them in. <laughs> but and we're That's gonna have great. we're gonna have you back on in the future so that we can kind of yes. delve more into uh, Bernie and his LGBTQ focus
0: because it's so important. But, you know, since we I, have you on right absolutely. now, just for the five or four minutes that we have you on here, can we just get a brief synopsis? What is Bernie's overall LGBT plan? What is the plan for everything?
5: So here's what I really want to stress. I want to make sure that, that you know, his his national message of income inequality and overcoming that and actually mm-hmm. breaking down the banks and making sure that we're actually building for, you um, you know, building for a better economy for our entire families in our world and our country and and working towards um, a a better place is all about about including LGBTQ people, right? When he talks about a $15 minimum wage, it's not just about a $15 minimum wage. It's also about guaranteeing that people have the right to a job, that they don't have to fear losing their job because of who they are or because of their family relationships.
0: That's so amazing. That is that, the
5: thing. That is the yeah. thing that we want to make sure is very clear to everyone, you know. Yeah. Senator Sanders has been there since 1983. He's been there for us 100% and never wavered when we've asked asked anything of him, he's been there. And I think that it's important to get that message out as well.
0: Yeah, it's very key that we have that. And he
1: is taking, he has a very, if you go to his website, he has this big plan for HIV AIDS and how, because those drugs are very expensive and he wants to make sure that it is available to everyone. And being someone in the LGBTQ community, what made you think this man with these huge lofty goals that he often gets criticized for because people always say, how are you going to get that? make that happen? You have not only supported this man, but you have taken this very important position in his campaign. What made you go, no, you know what? I'm behind it because I believe.
5: You know, here's the thing. When you talk about presidential politics, you talk, you talk about presidential campaigns, nine times out of ten, the people that are actually on the campaigns get treated the worst. And when I started researching this campaign and what he stood for and who he was, I found out that, not only does he pay people a living wage, but he I mean he guarantees a $15 an hour minimum wage for yeah. people who are canvassing for him. And the industry wow. standard at this time is between 10 and 12 dollars. yeah. so he also guarantees health care and dental care and disability insurance and and health insurance across the board and that is unheard of in politics.
1: It is it normally really when
5: you're is. working on a presidential campaign, you get, you get treated the worst. But this guy really walks the walk and talks the talk. That's amazing. And i got to have a lot of respect. i got to get him a lot of preps for that.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, and part of that is he's coming to Spokane tonight. So excited. Uh, any, let's give a little bit of detail on that, and then we can let you go here. I mean, we're here in Spokane, so ready to see Bernie.
5: So let me give you a hint, okay? Yes. okay. Show up early, because yeah. I will tell you, in, in Seattle, we have... 26,000 rsvps in Spokane. We're over the limit, so we need to make sure that folks know that they should show up early and be prepared yeah. for a wait to get inside, but it is oh so worth it. It's
1: definitely. We have decided we're standing in line whether we get to the doors or not. Yep. We are there until the end for We Bernie. are there. We're there four hours early. It's going to be care. great. <laughs> it's like the other thing. The other yep. thing
5: that you can do while you're waiting is we're going to have volunteer opportunities. You can actually make some phone calls for Bernie while you're waiting
1: Ooh! in line
5: that that's would be extremely helpful
1: for us. that's crazy. Right up that's our the alley. best thing that's ever. Awesome.
5: Well, Sarah, thank we you. We take so, every opportunity we can right? get, man. That's oh, a yeah. brilliant, To me, that's a brilliant decision. To
1: it share. is because that's how we take. Uh, how, that's how we take the nomination in the end. Yep. And uh, uh, yeah,
5: this is.
1: The caucus is here on Saturday. And it's all about the grassroots. Yep. Yeah, and it's all about the grassroots. So, Sarah, uh, thank you so much. It's all
5: about the grassroots, and it's all about the turnout.
1: Exactly. Yes. So thank you so much for taking time. We are going to bring you back in the future so we can get more in-depth uh, into the LGBTQ policies that uh, Bernie Sanders has well, uh, plans for.
5: I can't wait. Thank I you. I can't wait. I look, I look forward to
1: it. I try to find some time for some rest, because it's busy now. Yeah. So, <laughs> And we will talk to you soon. All right.
5: Thank you very much, fellas. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much.
1: And now we're going to go right into our interview with Caitlin Lawrence. She is bringing 42nd Street, the musical, to the INB Performing Arts Center this weekend, Thursday through Sunday. So uh, here's our interview with Caitlin. Caitlin Lawrence is a New York City-based performer who will be bringing the hit Broadway musical 42nd Street to the Spokane stage at the INB Performing Arts Center this weekend, March 24th through the 27th, in the role of Dorothy Brock. Caitlin, welcome to Outspoken. Are you there?
6: Yes, hello. Hello. How
1: are you, my friend? Or you're my friend now because I said hi.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing great. How are you?
1: We are wonderful. Thanks for taking time out. I know you are on a busy tour schedule currently with this show.
6: Yeah, we are, but you know we've been in Chicago
1: for about two weeks, so all is good in my world. Oh, nice. Well, you know what? Let's start with... This question, how difficult is it to step into a Tony-winning musical with, like, iconic songs, The Lullaby of Broadway, and I Only Have Eyes for You? How hard is that?
6: You know, I think for me, it's been particularly challenging just because the specific role is so challenging. Sure. Um, Dorothy Brock is the quintessential diva, and um, she's just very well known, and it's the role the audience loves to hate. And to be honest with you, it's quite different than the person that I am. Okay. So uh, that was a little scary to step into. Like, I almost was worried if I were going to be able to fill her shoes. But um, we have such a great production team. It's the same team that staged the 2001 revival on Broadway. And nice. I was going to say it, really me. Yeah. it
1: sounds like exactly like we are, though. So we can relate to Dorothy. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Most people say that. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Love it. So uh,
0: Caitlin, explain to our listeners who might not know uh, what is the premise of this show.
6: Okay. Well, 42nd Street is the classic backstage musical comedy. It's about a young girl named Peggy Sawyer, who's my roommate, (laughs) (laughs)
2: um,
6: outside of the show. Uh, But she uh, has Broadway dreams. She leaves her hometown of Allentown, Pennsylvania and moves to New York City and tries to get in the chorus line. And um, her lucky break happens when Dorothy Brock, my character, has a little accident and might not be able to do the show. So... They've kind of picked her out of the course line and she just might get the opportunity to take over, but can she handle the pressure? You'll have to come see.
1: I, yeah, we have to show up opening <laughs> night to find out. <laughs> March 24th. She's got
6: some big shoes to fill, I'll tell oh, you that. Oh, yeah. No, it
1: sounds like, <laughs> like it. Believe it. Okay. A, sh- a show like this but is. Really m- it's, just,
6: it's, it's just like a sparkling. It's, it's a spectacle. Like, not only is there a story about this dream coming true, yeah. we've got 38 cast members that are tapping, like. Amazing dance numbers. I mean, that's just, I still watch from the wings.
1: Well, I was going to say, this show's known for those amazing dance numbers. It even has the tagline, come and meet those dancing feet. But you end up pulling out a role of a woman who's not known for her dancing.
6: Yes, that's my tragic flaw. That's Dorothy's tragic flaw. But it's very funny. I'm in a couple of dance members that have been specifically choreographed to help make me look not so good. So oh. it's kind of fun. I love
1: that you're good so they have to choreograph it right. so you don't look good. Because for me, it would just be typecasting. So it'd be perfect. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, you should do this. I mean, oh, You're yeah. a diva. You don't it's know how to dance.
2: Kind of just, play.
6: This role, uh, with this this certain cast, because I am so different, you know, it's a cast of all dances, and then there's me and Julian, who are not (laughs) quite in that role, so it's kind of just an interesting dynamic.
0: Yeah, (laughs) so how long have you been doing this show?
6: Um, We opened September 22nd in Salt Lake City, so I guess we're about halfway through now. Seems like lifetimes have gone by, but...
1: Well, and it feels, you know, we always talk, You're and I have a theater background, nowhere near what it's like to be a Broadway show. Oh, no. Um, like you guys are doing. But, you know, you you work so hard with your cast that, that it feels like you've been together forever.
6: It really does. You know, and this cast is huge. Like I said, there's 38 of us, and then we have eight orchestra pieces, and then we also have our crew. There's 61 of us all together. And we all live and work and play together. Yeah, Yeah. It's funny how like, you know, your friend group changes or your priorities change midway through tour or whatever. It's just very interesting how the dynamic of the group changes, too.
1: See, that's amazing. Now, is it hard because you guys have been doing this so long and you have a little ways to go? Is it hard to keep the energy vibrant and new when you've done it so many times?
6: I think that might vary from person to person. For me, no. At this point, I love it because I know it so well, and Mm -hmm. it's like a little nuanced moment that you get to really work on and refine. So I love that, when you can still discover something new at this point. And the person who plays Julian Marsh is just the same as me. We love continuing to discover. Also, the production team has come to clean things up a couple times, especially before we go into the big markets like Chicago. So they've kind of forced us to uh, keep it clean and keep it fresh, and I love it. I I could keep doing it a million times. I think that's maybe my tragic flaw.
0: Well, I mean, when you love something so much, of course you can. Uh, you know, while touring, yeah. you, you do it every single day. What do you do uh, daily to ensure you have a perfect performance that day?
6: Right. Well, perfect is, perfect is a high word to live up to. But <laughs> um, Well, the main thing is keeping my voice healthy, especially for my track. Uh, you know, Dorothy has to stand her own against the dancers and have something else. So right. for me, going out and stuff is not as much of an option. You know, I, I drink tons of water. I've already been to yoga this morning. You know, just some kind of physical warm-up before the show is always necessary for me. Um, I really think of the time once the curtain goes up, you know, it's a very sacred time. But I, I like to sit very focused and really just focus on the show. So during the day, whatever I can do to keep myself feeling good by the time the curtain goes up, which is later in the evening. So a lot of times we sleep in. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. You
6: know, I live with the character who plays Peggy Sawyer. We share a hotel room. We both sleep in. We drink tons of water. She's... You know, you know physical warm ups i could go on and on but uh, vocal warm up see that's it's a... really our job to stay healthy sure so, sure you know well you know as 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 a, as we can do. they as a
2: they
1: talk you know as, as as actors they tell you you know that your your whole body is your instrument so you're really just taking care of you know that instrument
6: it is true yeah it is our instrument so it's good for us because it keeps us you know really healthy human beings i think
2: exactly <laughs> but it is sometimes
6: a lot of pressure as you know young a young person who still wants to like Oh Go on yeah, and explore. Yeah, but yeah. Right now, I got to keep my priorities in, in line. I love what I do too much.
1: See, that's amazing. Now, during your training and schooling to be, you know, an actress, a performer, what did you find to be the most helpful to help you succeed? Was it like theory in the class, or was it actually practice on the stage itself?
6: Oh, to help me like speak and act in front of people is everything. Yeah. You're what mm-hmm. was the
1: most helpful you found? Yeah.
6: Yeah. Well, to be honest, when I first started, I was so shy, and when I first started, that was in fourth grade.
1: Oh,
2: wow. Um, so it was like
6: mentors, little baby steps that would kind of like break you out and make you do things in front of people. So sure,
2: sure. the
6: more people forced me to take chances and, and stuff like that. And when I made it on the other side, that's just more and more confidence I built. So um, what I loved about college is just that they really encouraged us to take risks. Like it was a really safe space. And I think to grow and hone your craft in that way really helped me become the person I am today. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
6: So there's tons of like, different techniques I loved Alexander technique which is a lot about physical work sort of Mm -hmm. undoing habits Um, you know there's endless techniques but really the more you can break through those fears the better
0: sure right and and you know you have to perform all the time to keep doing that Uh, it's about practice of all those performances you know you you've done Rocky Horror Horror, Steel Magnolias hair happy endings so many more which one was your favorite and you know stuck with you the most
6: Gosh, that's a hard one. You know, at this moment, this one has is really my the pinnacle of my uh, performance career. It's pushed me in so many ways. Every time I do a show, I leave it being like, that was my favorite. And I really yeah. genuinely mean it at the time because I try to delve into these shows, and I love getting to step into other people's shoes. But the show that I'm in right now has pushed me beyond my limits and made me so much better. So, mm-hmm. honestly, 42nd Street right now has been my favorite learning tool and 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 such a blessing for me. Like dreams have come true many times on this tour, and um, so yeah, that's that's one of them. I loved doing Steel Magnolias. Was great because it was a play, and right. when you're in a, when you're a singer, mm-hmm. most people cast you in a musical, right. so um, even if you're a good actor. So I was really happy to get to just do three hours of acting. That was pretty pretty fun, and that's a great script too. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, amazing! Yeah, and you can quote yeah, that, that till the day is you know done. That's just the great yeah, the yeah. play. Now. Of all the roles that you haven't done, do you have, like, that dream role that you would just love to do?
6: Yeah, I have a couple. Um, I loved the new Carol King musical, Beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah. I
6: would love to be Carol King. I've been, I'm have been i reading her memoir right now. She's really inspiring. Um, any of the Sondheim musicals I love. Oh, yeah. Uh, any of the Bernadette roles. Oh, <laughs> I've right. I really have red hair like Bernadette. <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
6: but, you know, the contemporary stuff, too. I really like Next to Norma. I'd love to be the mom one day.
1: Wow. See, just make and a Elphabud. list and just do them off. I like them all. <laughs> so if you could learn, let's talk about Dorothy because you, you know, right now in that role you talk about that she is your, your favorite uh, role to play. If you could learn one thing, since she's so different from you, from Dorothy Brock, what do you hope you could learn from her?
6: Well, I'll tell you what I have been learning, and that is, you know, the, the play takes place during the 30s. There's so much else going on just aside from the fact that she's a performer, it's not just about her ego wanting to be in the show and all this. Um, she, her life depends on this role for so many reasons, but there's so many things coming in her way. And I think what she does when she gets scared or when she gets pushed or sad or angry, she literally gets taller and stands prouder and fixes her hair and looks like a million bucks no matter what. And um, I don't know. I love that about her. She just she seems to like gain more courage the more people push her down. Whereas I personally, it's not so easy for me to stand up tall sometimes. Right. So uh, I don't know. I love that about her. Sometimes mm-hmm. when I get nervous, I just put on my Dorothy pants. I'm like, come on, girlfriend. <laughs> get it together.
1: Okay. First of all, that's the best. Put I'm, on my Dorothy let's pants. Let's make some yeah. T-shirts that say I'm going to put on my Dorothy pants. Because I think that's something everybody can learn is to to learn to be bigger rather than smaller. Mm-hmm. In those times yeah, when it we feel, good. It. yeah. Now, Caitlin, it's
6: almost a little fake it till you make uh, it, but I exactly. think it exactly it'll, it'll, it'll get you there. Right,
0: exactly. Right, right. I love do, that. Do what you have to, essentially. Yeah, Caitlin, I saw uh, during researching that you were a ukulele player, uh, which I'm a fan of. I also play the ukulele, so shout out to a fellow uke player out there. And out of curiosity, yeah. what's your what's your go-to song on on the ukulele? I love I love to know My this about people. My go-to
6: is uh, Dream a Little Dream. I did oh. that. I I played that I was Mama a yeah. in one of the touring shows I did. So oh. I love
0: that song.
1: That's I love that's Mama amazing. Cass. That's so great. Yeah. And Dream a Little Dream is one of the most beautiful Songs just oh, yeah. absolutely ah, beautiful, and the harmonies I that go around that it just wow. It's actually
6: kind of hard on the ukulele. There's some bar chords, so that was a
5: good learning. Oh one for me. wow,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Teaching I, moment. I <laughs> wish we go back and do that show because then we want to come see it because yeah. that would be <laughs> <good>. okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why do you think Forty Second Street has been such a hit since it premiered in 1980?
6: Well, I think it has the basic themes that are still uh, relevant today. I mean, it takes place during the Great Depression, like I said, so we have kind of colored that in there. But that really ups the stakes for all the characters. I mean, they're just fighting to live their dreams and put food on the table. And and every audience member can relate to just, like, tough times or, like, huge dreams that they weren't sure were going to come true, but they just needed it with every ounce of their being. Um, so it's just it's wonderful to see people fight for what they want and what they believe in. And in the same token, for Dorothy's track, particularly, her dreams kind of change in the in the middle of the show, and you'll see that. So, I, what I think stands the test of time is the fact that no matter what, you should follow your dreams, but stay open; they might change. Don't put that pressure on yourself. But life's right. too short not to do what you love. Mm.
1: Oh, I so love it's that. Good.
6: It's just a feel good. It's that is a feel, is good, a feel show good. That I think people can relate to. See, right. that makes me. Story, to be honest with you, the music is just so beautiful. There's songs that you wouldn't expect to hear, like I Only Have Eyes for You, Right. We Are In, The Money. I mean, everyone knows that song. There's just music you
5: wouldn't expect. Exactly.
1: And I want to say, if people go to CaitlinLawrence.com, and we'll put it on our Facebook page so people can follow (laughs) it, uh, there is a video of you singing I Only Have Eyes for You, and it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. That was
6: uh, a... yeah, we did that in Broadway in Chicago. It's changed a little since then. That was three days after we started rehearsal. Oh, wow. Wow!
1: So you've sunk, yeah. sunk more into the song. No. Got a little more. Yeah. Well, I have to say the best thing about musicals like these and why Sergey and I always love to go see them is it's a wonderful escape to just you get to really get buried in that story. And so we're really excited. We want to remind all our listeners that Caitlin Lawrence is playing Dorothy. Dorothy Brock in the musical 42nd Street. It is coming to Spokane at the IMB Performing Arts Center on March 24th through the 27th. Go get your tickets now. Caitlin, Sergey and I are going to be there opening night cheering you on. Oh we are very, are. very I can't excited. wait to meet you. Oh, it's going to be, be awesome. Fun. Thank you so much for taking time to be with us today.
6: Thank you. We're so excited to come to Spokane.
1: It's Hey, we're bringing in the good weather for you, so come enjoy.
6: Yay.
1: <laughs> well, have a wonderful time on your tour until you get here, and we'll see you very soon.
6: Alrighty, thank you so
0: much. Thank you. You are back with KYRS Medical Expo eighty-eight point one and
1: ninety-two point three FM. And just a reminder, that was Caitlin Lawrence. She is starring in the Broadway musical Forty Second Street. Please go get your tickets. It's coming to Spokane at the INB Performing Arts Center. Yeah, we're going this Thursday, this Thursday opening yeah. night. The boys will be there. Look for we us will. in the crowd. Um, it's twenty fourth through the twenty seventh is the run. So yes, classic Broadway. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And now, where are the boys going? We are going to go and stand in line to wait for the burn because we feel, we feel the, the burn. burn. So we'll see y'all down there. You have a great week. We'll be back next Sunday, 12 to 2. Bye.